listeners, welcome to the fifth episode of Can of Worms. Sounds like it's our haunted, <laughs> haunted. Salt Lake episode. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> okay, do you have like a relationship with paranormal stuff? Do you believe? Do you, have, mm. have you ever seen a ghost? I would say I am like an optimistic skeptic. Okay. Because I've never had experiences with the paranormal or ghosts, but I'm not going to just completely not believe in them, you know? You're not going to just diss it? No. All the way? I'm not going to be like, that's impossible, that's not real. Okay. That's so stupid. Okay, gotcha. I, I would say <laughs> I'm, no, I'm pretty, I would say I'm in a similar, yeah. similar range as you. Like, I'm open to believing. Yeah, I've met a lot of people who've like, been like, oh yeah, I, these, these are the kind of stuff I experience. I see like visions or I've seen, had some like childhood stuff, but I, I've never mm. shaken hands, like never shaken hands with no. those, So, But I, I, I've heard a lot of stuff because I work at an old restaurant. All the servers have like stories about certain spots in the restaurant getting really cold or like... I think that's just bad That kind of thing. Yeah, or it could be bad airflow, but <laughs> other than but that... But you've I've, never, you've never um, had that kind of spooky stuff. Well, I, I do actually have one experience. Oh, so you lied? Somewhat of an experience, but I never saw this ghost, but... You never saw it directly? No. It was not? Okay, gotcha. But do you want to hear about it? I would love to hear about it, please. Okay, so this was, I think it was my senior year. I can't remember if it was after COVID closed everything down, mm-hmm. but there used to be this place in Murray, Utah, where there was like an abandoned rec center kind of thing. So there was like old pools and like hot tubs all empty with like spray paint. There was a racquetball court. There was a basketball court. It was pretty big. (laughs) So I'd go sometimes and like explore. And there was like creepy stuff going on. Like one time we went in and there was like people doing a seance kind of thing in the basketball court. Just random people that you didn't know? Yeah, I I didn't know. Anyway. We were in it. This is the last time I went in because it's recently been knocked down because there was too much of us bad boys going in and causing a ruckus. It does track. Um, So I was with my friends, Jordan and Monet, and we were in like the boiler room kind of thing, which is Mm -hmm. start like that's just freaky. But I texted Monet about it because I want to give you guys a more accurate thing. But Monet said we were in the boiler room of the back place. And when the group was turning around to leave, Jordan and I both saw a humanoid figure literally glowing. And as soon as we saw it, it made a meep sound and hid behind the boiler thingy. Wait. I know we both saw it because I instinctively reached out my arm to stop Jordan and she jumped back as well. When you went over to check, there was nothing, of course. Um, But I know there was something there. Ghosts or perhaps other dimensional being. Okay. A meep sound? Like Phineas' verb, like alien, like meep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they call it meep. But yeah, that's I never saw Meep, but I was in the same room, so I don't know. That's the closest I've gotten, I think. That's pretty crazy. If Meep was a was a ghost, that's pretty like spooky. very spooky. If, if I if I saw some sort of, I would not be doing. I have a general healthy fear of everything. Fair enough. And so I'm just it, basically if it's I'm in a, any sort of dark room, even if it's like not there's zero light, dark outside. I'm like there's there's evil things in there. Yeah. And I'm just have a general healthy fear of the world. That's fair. Got a list. Well, do you think that story of Meep, the spiritual being, other dimensional being, set the tone, the spooky tone for the episode here? I think, honestly, yeah. I think Meep's a great starter. It's definitely really spooky. And I think we need to find out more and find out a paranormal experience of our own. How's that sound? Goosebumps. Our goal here is to get haunted. To get haunted. 
Well, how do we start? Should we go talk to students and see if they believe in ghosts or like- We could definitely find some students around here at the University of Utah. Shall we go uh, interview students? Yeah, Let's show. This. All right, so Ollie and I are out figuring out who of the student body believes in ghosts. Booyah. Do you guys believe in ghosts? Yes. Yes. You do? Oh, yes. I do. I definitely believe in ghosts. Do you have an experience? I feel like there's different, like, contexts for it. Because, like, there's some people who see it from, like, the horror movie, like, supernatural perspective of, like, bad events happening. But I've also had stuff, like, at friends' houses growing up where I swear they're like, oh, yeah, it's haunted, but, like, the ghost doesn't do anything. It'll just, like, yeah. display stuff. Like, yeah. it's friendly. Just hanging around. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Dang. Do you believe in ghosts? I do believe in ghosts. Have you ever had a ghost experience? Not really. Sometimes there have been like creepy things happen. I'm like, oh, maybe, but not nothing directly. No cool stories. I'm not that exciting. Any ghost stories? I do. <gasps> I was driving home. It was like late night um, on a long, like close to the mountain. Mm. Um, I don't know. You know how 123rd goes up and up and up? And there's like a part where it just rounds like through the mountainside. I was driving it was late night and um, me and my siblings were in the car, and then suddenly you see like a shadow like figure, like just like, who knows, menacingly just kind of like, just lurching over there. And we all like did a, like a double take, and we were like, did you see that? And I was like, I didn't see a damn thing. I didn't see anything. <laughs> I didn't see anything. Did you see anything? And we drove home fast. Can we ask you guys a question? Sure. Do you guys Do believe in ghosts? Nope, not really. No. Zero. Okay, this is our You're first You're the first nose. to say you don't believe in ghosts. Oh. Okay. Do you, have, do you have a reason, or is it just seeing is believing you haven't well, seen it? Well, uh, nothing's happened yet, so yeah. Yeah. don't believe it. That's fair. Do you believe in ghosts? Oh, yeah, I believe in ghosts. Oh, do you have any good ghost no, stories? No, I really want a ghost story. <laughs> you want I'm a ghost so story? Okay, we're also pointed. trying to find our own ghost stories. Yes. Oh, we've heard a lot of ghost we're stories. We're hunting around. Nice. Yes. Okay, so you do believe in ghosts. So Definitely you... believe in ghosts. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've met people who've, like, have just like they have stories and they just refuse to you know question it at all and yeah. i think yeah. okay that's cool i believe that you know cool. they're not wonks they're just regular people yeah and they've seen things and they know that it's true i really i'm like i watch the ghost hunter show yep. and i do all the things but i've never seen anything it's so disappointing do you think that you'll become a ghost when you die uh, oh, that's a good question. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I don't think I have enough routines to be the ghost gotcha. routine. It's usually like, it's like a people routine with routines. Kind of people who have a thing to be connected yeah. to or vengeance yeah. is a good one. Yeah. Hopefully I would be happy enough to not have lots of vengeance left over. <laughs> Do you believe in ghosts? Kind of, because I'm sure they're real, but I'm terrified of them. So I tell myself not to believe in them. Okay. So that I can sleep at night. Have you ever had like a ghost experience? Probably not. Because no, but one time my grandmother came to me in a dream. Oh! My dead grandmother, yeah. What did she say? Are she you... said I needed to find some letters. Letters? But she was like a young version of herself. It was oh. very bizarre. Do you believe in ghosts? In ghosts? No. Okay. Not at all? No ghost no experience. experiences? No ghost experience. When someone tells you a ghost story, you're like, ah, probably made up. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't know if I'd say like made up, but uh, like, you just, know. Just not for you? Well, I, it, I mean, like, I feel like it's just somebody's way of, like, understanding something they can't explain. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. And I look at it differently. Like, I would go to ghosts initially, mm. I guess. Yeah. You try to explain it some other way. Yeah. Cool. Do you guys believe in ghosts? I do. I definitely I, think they're real. I do. No, they're so real. They are? Have you ever had, like, a ghost experience? Yeah. Yes. I was driving with our friend Sophia, 
And she and I were both driving and then we like almost hit this guy, but we needed to turn around in the road. And we drove back and he was like gone. Whoa. Like, and there was nowhere that he could have gone. And it was That's like pretty wild. Crazy. Wow. It was wild. That's Did crazy. you believe before that or was that like Yeah, your... no, I'm, I'm a 100% a ghost believer. And you believe in ghosts too? <laughs> I do 100%. believe in ghosts. Do you have any ghost stories? Oh my God, I do. But there's just like in Park City, there's this big parking lot my friends and I used to hang out oh, in. Oh, Richard. And like, we used to have like fires there and stuff. And so this one night, I think there was like five or six of us there. We were all sitting there like around the fire and like no one else was supposed to come. Like there were no other cars there. And we heard someone like yelling at us from behind this hill, like right next to us. We're like, yo, what? And they were just screaming. Like, come here, come here, come here. So like went around the hill and there was no one there. Like checked the entire field, like all around the parking lot. And there was literally no one. Like we were the only people oh, there. God. Well, I feel like a lot of more people believe in ghosts than I thought. It's making me want to have my own personal experience, kind That's of. That's what I'm saying. We should figure out some haunted places in Salt Lake City to check out. Maybe, have you heard, like, Salt Lake does little, like, ghost tours you can do? That's a thing? Yeah. I think we should figure out which one we could do and then go do it. Um, yeah. 100%. Okay. Let's... Let's, let's go! go! Let's go! <laughs> So, we've signed up for a Friday night Old Town Salt Lake ghost tour with Grim Ghost Tours. So our bus tour began, and we were guided by our great guide, Willow. I do recommend that you take your pictures in groups of about three to four with your flash on, okay? That's because pictures one and two might not be that interesting, but if you don't have a side-by-side -side comparison, you might miss that strange shadow in number three. Okay, Cambria. What were your initial thoughts about the ghost tour? I love a ghost tour. Anything that has like any sort of like hosting or storytelling little pizzazz brings me joy. And this absolutely is something I would do just to, you know, stand up in a bus and talk to a bunch of strangers. Plus all the bus decorations were like great. There's a little tiny skeleton that was staring at me. Little cobwebs. Just in like a little shawl. I would remind you that even science is proven. That energy tonight will be created or destroyed. It simply changes form. So even if it is a one in a million chance that there is something out there, science hasn't explained yet. Maybe tonight's the night we get a little evidence for ourselves, yes? <laughs> so our tour began downtown where we learned a little bit about Salt Lake's railway history and the hauntings that came with it. In fact, as we come through this intersection, only the front of the bus can see. You in the back, who were too cool to sit up front, you can't see. But you will when we drive through the intersection. <laughs> Just down the roadway here, out on the right-hand side, you will see the Union Pacific. It's actually part of the Gateway Mall, but that's not why it's interesting. The Union Pacific used to be a train station. It was built by E.H. Harriman for around $300,000. You see, Utah is famous because this is where East first met West. Where the very first transcontinental railroad connected two great halves of one great nation with a single golden spike. That was one of the stops. This literally opened up the West so that people could travel with ease and comfort into this beautiful, brand new established valley. And Harriman was raking in the money. So a man by the name of George Gould came along and decided he needed a little competition. He decided to build his own railway station, 
called the Rio Grande. It was grand indeed. So as I said, it was built to be competition for the Union Pacific. And he guesses as to how much he spent on his station. 500. You're not too far off. $750,000. And it really was a masterpiece. People literally took vacations just to pass through these halls. An architectural wonder, marble floors, crystal chandeliers, gold gilded wrought iron throughout. Unfortunately, it wasn't direct competition. You see, while Harriman's line ran east and west, Gould's line ran north and south, hitting some of the mining boom towns. And he wanted more. Okay, we're back to share the rest of this story. Herman or Herman wasn't satisfied with just having a station running north and south. He also wanted a line running east and west. So Herman put lots of money into this, costing him double than he anticipated. Then all of a sudden, after these poor financial decisions, he basically lost all of his money and died. Goes to show that spending money never works out and we should just hoard all of our earnings and never disperse it back into the economy. But where did we go first? The Rio Grande was our first stop, and we heard our first ghost story of the night. It was once a beautiful young woman who came to the Rio Grande. She had long, dark hair, that. She wore a beautiful purple velvet with yeah. But she was here to meet her fiancé, a young soldier preparing for war. But their reunion soon turned sour. They began to argue. So violently, in fact, that according to some reports, he grabbed her by the wrist, ripped off her engagement ring, and threw it. Devastated. This young woman stepped off the safety of the platform and started to walk along the tracks, looking for her lost treasure. Completely unaware of the train. The train did not have a scheduled stop, so it was able to slow, but not come to a halt. And unfortunately, they found her body several cars in. Ooh, that's pretty spooky. <laughs> and their next stop, in my opinion, is even spookier. The next place the bus took us was a hotel downtown with a haunting story. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the International Dunes Hotel later renamed Shiloh Inn, and now a lovely Holiday Inn Express. Also the location where Rachel David gathered her seven young children on their 11th story balcony and told them it was time to meet their father again. That's right, this hotel was where Rachel David and her seven children all jumped off to the 11th story balcony, and Willow showed us the exact balcony it was. I'll direct your attention to that very balcony ledge. So if you go on the right-hand side of the building, it's not the first row of balconies, but the second row. Go all the way up to the top, and then one down. That is suite 1105. Now this event took place fairly early in the morning. In fact, it was somewhere around 7 a.m. And there were people headed to business meetings. Workers across the street in the scaffolding when they started to hear the sound dull thuds hitting the pavement. In fact, there were some people famously quoted as saying, Why is that woman throwing dolls off of the balcony? Of course, it wasn't 
Grandmas and Dolls. Oh, this gave me chills when we were there. Oh, for sure. It was such a public scene, too. Of course, these weren't the only stories and locations that we got off tour, so if you want the full experience, go check out the Grim Ghost Tours. It's super cool. Now, at the end of the tour, we asked Willow if she had any cool places or people she thought we should check out, and she recommended the Grimm's very own historian, Fiona, and she had a lot of cool stuff to say. I'm Fiona. Uh, I usually like Fiona Robinson Hill, Fiona Robinson, Fiona Hill. I've been with Grimm about six and a half, seven years, and I am the jack of all trades for Grimm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I do it all. I'm a tour guide. I do the paranormal investigations, but I'm the historian too. So I look up all the history. I research all the stories. I make sure we tell in everything as correctly and accurately as possible while still making it uh, fun and interesting and not the history that they tell you, teach you in school. So yeah. what was your very first paranormal experience? You said that like kicked started your yeah. no more. Most people, their first encounter with the paranormal with ghosts is in their own home. Growing up in a house where strange things happen. And um, that's the definition of paranormal, right? Mm -hmm. Not normal, strange, weird things where in the middle of August, our nice, hot August <laughs> weather, <laughs> the furnace, the heat would be turned up way past 90 um, randomly when wow. nobody was home. Or you would hear strange voices down in the basement. Um, things would move all by themselves. Or your keys would go missing and you'd have to like step out of the house and say like, put my keys back, <laughs> I really need them, or like my cameras or my wallet, <laughs> just weird things. And you find them in the bathroom or under the bed or just, just weird random things. And you're like, nobody else is doing this. Nobody else is touching it. What's happening here? Mm -hmm. You just have to be paying attention. And now that I'm aware of, of the other side, I'm paying attention more. And we like to tell everyone that you're, everyone is, has that sixth sense. Um, you just have to kind of learn to develop it. Do you find in the field, because like lots of uh, the research that we have done is, is most people who are talking about paranormal and like why ghosts are here. You're like trying to put like a definition on what a ghost is and what they can do. Yeah. Also often they will say like matter cannot be created or destroyed. And so like there's like an energy, like so your life right. energy is still be sticking around. Do you think there's any merit to that? Do you believe in that? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, th I think so. Um, it's, it's not an exact science. The paranormal is not an exact science. Mm -hmm. And that's why we like people will say like, oh, ghost hunting. Uh, but if you talk to anyone in the paranormal field, they say, no, it's a paranormal investigation because <laughs> we're going to investigate what's happening and why why ghosts, energies, spirits are lingering around and, and what's happening there. Um, and I science was not my strong suit in school. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> history is is where I do well, where I excel. Um, but. But what you were saying is, is um, you know, you can't destroy matter. Um, our bodies produce energy. Where does that energy go when we die? Mm -hmm. um, and I've heard a lot of other paranormal investiga investigators say, 
the same thing. Like it's it doesn't go anywhere. It's still there. But how how does it manifest mm-hmm. itself? Um, and that's what paranormal investigators are trying to figure out. So one place that we really want to go check out is the Fort Douglas Military Museum. Oh. Do, you, do you have any like specific experience yourself of, of stuff that's happened there? I actually work mm-hmm. at, at the Fort Douglas Military Museum. Um, and I guess um, uh, every time I'm there, there there's something that happens. Um, whether it's um, the toilets flushing on their own or books falling off the shelf, the water bottle refill station going off <laughs> by itself. Mm-hmm. Um, one night I was working late and I was sitting behind a gun display case. And, um, and although there's not the type of gun that would make this noise, but it just heard like a revolver just like clicking, like empty chambers, like clicking, 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 clicking. And I was like, all right, time to go home. (laughs) Um, One time I was there and I was, again, it was kind of later. I had just given um, a tour to a high school newspaper group. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was locking up and I heard a woman talking and I like called out, hello, the museum's closed, it's time to go home. Um, but it wasn't like talking, talking. It was kind of like mumbling. Mm-hmm. And I was on one side of the museum and it was coming from another side. And I was walking around. And I was like, oh, man, I don't want to kick. <laughs> I don't want to kick someone out. Um, but when I got to the other side, it had stopped and there was no one there. But it was over by where there's a parachute um, exhibit, a wedding dress parachute exhibit. And I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> time to go home. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's, there's stuff that happens there all the time. Um, and I tell people that the, the Fort Douglas Military Museum is, is unique out of all the places in Utah because, or Salt Lake, because um, you not only have history that took place there, but then you have all those artifacts that have come to there and artifacts, not just from, you know, the country, the United States, but all over the world that were carried that have seen some really um, not so great things, right? <laughs> that have come from all over that are located within um, those buildings right there. Even in the Fort Douglas Cemetery, there's so much history for being such a little cemetery. So maybe, maybe that's why Fort Douglas is so active, so haunted. Sometimes the truth is stranger than urban legends. After hearing this, we decided we wanted to talk to a paranormal investigator of our own. Ooh, a paranormal investigator of our own? Yes, a paranormal investigator of our own! Wow! Cambria, where are we off to? We're off to interview Shelby, our paranormal investigator. Yep. Um, since um, this winter has lasted forever, I got stuck up a canyon, unable to get down last time we were supposed to talk to Shelby. That's true. But I think, and our recording equipment has been tainted. It's, it's been a little damaged. It's yeah. not been working. And you know what I think? I think that 
ghost. I, I think that's oh, yeah, it's, it's ghost a paranormal related. activity. They're trying to they stop want us. Their secrets out. Okay, but we're still going. So you think something might terrible might happen to us? I I'm a little worried. Oh, this room is excellent. <laughs> this is crazy. Feel this free is free to play. <laughs> this is so cool. How long have you been doing this? Oh, let's see. Yeah, we've been nonprofit since 2017, and wow, we're doing stuff till from uh, 2012. That's incredible. So, so do you teach people how to make puppets? Mm -hmm. Make puppets and use puppets. How and many? Puppets? How many of these have you made? I think we have over. 150 puppets. Wow. And I made about 90% of them. That's incredible. That's yeah. so cool. How long have you been making puppets? Since I was six. Oh, really? Wow. Oh, my, my childhood puppets were over there. Hey listeners, since this is a podcast and you can't see this room of wonder and puppets, we'll do a better job of describing it to you. Basically, your office was filled to the brim with puppets. Like yep. there were racks on the wall, it was all sorts of like different shapes. There was animals, there was like typical Muppet kinds, there was a big old spider and a gorilla with it was a banana. Great. The banana Lots was of puppets. also a puppet, you could like open its mouth. Yeah, yeah. It was really, really cool. It was awesome. Anyway, um, back to the creepy stuff. I was always interested in paranormal and creepy mm -hmm. things. Okay, as have far you, as you can remember. Have you ever had <laughs> like paranormal experiences? One night I was just going up the stairs and there was this wild, I don't know, like flapping and scratching and you know and she did have bats mm -hmm. but this was like right above my head not inside the house and that it scared the heck out of me wow and it was like it went around the corner into the room that i was going into oh my gosh <laughs> so, but i just sort of froze there there's that and then uh, even as a baby my grandmother would freak out because they put the my crib in my grandfather and my grandmother's room, put it in with them. And they'd wake up in the morning and I'd be doing this at the wall. I'd be pointing at the wall. No. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> that gave me like goosebumps. Oh my gosh. And then times that I felt that someone was right next to me. Mm -hmm. There's no one else in the room yet. Right, right. So these moments, I feel like when I, if I was growing up and had like a moment like this, it would kind of steer me away from that whole world. But for you, it kind of intrigued you. Yeah. I wanted to know what what it was and that's what's kept me mm -hmm. going is what is this stuff i've been oh, let's see investigating for 12 years now i took a i took a class from this great guy um his name was tom young and he had a ghost busting class in the community ed class of granite oh, <laughs> district wow. mm -hmm. and so we would go to all these places and that he really taught me you know what i needed to know was there a place that was like the most haunted Ooh, that's a good question. Especially here in like Utah, like right, the biggest right. hot spot. Um, well, as I say, it's the most haunted. I I, I don't know because some, yeah. you can go to this is the most haunted house in the world <laughs> and get absolutely no evidence yeah. that night. Mm -hmm. You know, it depends. Mm -hmm. Right, it depends. Yeah. You know, um, I think the most experience that I biggest I guess variety of experiences I had was the very first time. We, we went ghost hunting, mm -hmm. and it's the Glenwood Cemetery up in Park City. Yeah. It's an old mining cemetery. Mm -hmm. And um, I got an EVP up there. I think I, I I made a little thing for you guys. Oh, awesome. But yeah, so I just a file, and I'll send it to you. You can listen to them now. Too. <laughs> awesome. But anyway, we got an EVP. Um, and this guy's saying, no problem. 
We said, thank you. No problem. And we are hearing this <laughs> at the time. Um, and uh, there was another one. He is this guy and his wife, and, and his wife's name is Rose. I can't remember his name, but they are like the they were like the ghost hosts mm -hmm. of the cemetery. And people have heard Rose laughing. And says, I'd like to hear you laugh, Rose, and you can clearly hear her say, You have to make me laugh. Oh wow. It's wow. when they answer you like that that makes me say, Yes, there is definitely something Something there. Something there. Photographs I've got a couple of photographs that are mm -hmm. pretty good, but when they answer a question or they respond to what you're saying, mm -hmm. there's just no, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Wow, that's right. Weird. And you've debunked that there was anybody else there or, I don't know, you know, if, yeah. you've, if you've done that, then that voice is there. That's the most interesting thing, because so we went on like a grim ghost tours to, mm -hmm. to like, you know, get start get, getting in the mood for the yeah, episode. Yeah. And one of the things that... Uh, the tour guide there and most people that I've talked to about ghosting is like yeah the first step is to discredit like make sure that there couldn't have been anything else right. which I think is the most because there's a lot of people who I know are like oh I heard this like this thing knocked over and you're like oh with that fish string that you pushed it you yeah, know? Right, right, right. but most people who are actually looking for stuff like, like they're the first ones to make sure that it wasn't anything else that, right. that like, was I'm there a, I'm a hopeful have. skeptic yes. when I go on yes. an investigation the first thing really is to approach it like you really don't know. Mm -hmm. We don't know. And people that say, oh, it was a demon. Oh, it was a little girl. Mm -hmm. Oh, it was this. They don't know. They mm -hmm. don't know. So you have to be um, humble, I guess is what I'm trying to say, and not try and make it something. Because if you make it something, sometimes you miss what it might really be. Do you often find yourself dealing with, like, skeptics who are trying mm -hmm. to constantly disprove? My husband's a biologist. This doesn't <laughs> exist. Doesn't, doesn't like it. No. <laughs> he does not believe <laughs> What is often your uh, interaction with skeptics? Like, do you have... I love having skeptics along on ghost hunts. Mm -hmm. I love it because they are the first ones to debunk stuff. Yes. So they're very important. And, you know, somebody's wife or husband, I don't believe in this crap. I want you on this you know, yeah, I want yeah. you on this investigation. And you were saying there's like, it's not all just ghosts, like there's also been mm -hmm. like shadow people. Uh -huh. So shadow people, they are, they, and these things are, are something that was never alive as a human. Mm -hmm. But shadow people, lots of people see them. Um, and that's exactly what they are, they're a shadow. Paranormal is yeah. a very wide mm -hmm. um, area. And like I said, it includes UFOs mm -hmm. and include, you know, all kinds of things. Um, but, but I mean, there are in the, again, supposedly in, you know, in that other dimension, that other world, um, there are all kinds of things and there are portals, mm -hmm. okay. That, you know, can, that these things can pass through. There's things that are older than time in there. Um, I don't really think that they mean us harm. I think more often than not, they like the connection. Mm -hmm. And if you just talk to them like we're talking right now, yeah. I think that's more, I think that gets, that's more effective than if you provoke. Yeah. You mentioned EVP a lot. Is that your preferred tool that you use or do you have other equipment? The tools that I use, you know, your, the very best tool mm -hmm. is you. Gotcha. You know, when you go uh, on an investigation, take a minute to just take a breath and just be where you are. You know, to romp, and people, somebody romping in there with cameras and mm -hmm. all this stuff, just, Take a second, feel the place, mm -hmm. you know? 
Um, and then I use, I have a, an EMF meter. That's a good tool. That's the electricity. But a really good idea for that is before you start doing any investigation, run around if you can mm-hmm. and make sure that where the hot spots are because it'll register computers, it'll register refrigerators. Mm-hmm. And then uh, a camera. But, and I, you know, when I first started out doing this, we kind of said, oh, your phone stuff is not that great. But now I think it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, because I have pretty good cameras on the phones, mm-hmm. um, recording devices. I mean, why not? If it's gonna, if a ghost is going to say something on a recorder, mm-hmm. why wouldn't it say something on your phone? But then I also have what's called a, a an EMF pump, which actually kind of pumps a little bit of electricity oh. around. Sometimes I use a pendulum. Mm-hmm. You hold the pendulum, and it swings one way for yes, and one way for no. Um, last time I was at Fort Douglas, I was just kind of, it was, there were a lot of people and they were just yabba, 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 yabba. So it wasn't all that great for EVP. Mm-hmm. So I thought, I'll get out the pendulum and see if I can. And it was going pretty well. And then all of a sudden, sticking out to the right a little wow. bit, I was like, oh, hi. <laughs> this okay. is crazy. That's You're awesome. You're ready to go try it? I'm yeah. so ready. There's a room downstairs. There's okay. a little safe in it. Oh. oh. Down there. And with that, we made our way out of the puppet room and downstairs to see if we couldn't find ourselves our own ghost. So the first thing that you do when you do an EVP is you get everybody's voices on tape so so that you know you can, Mm -hmm. and and don't whisper. Gotcha. Because they whisper. Mm -hmm. So um, first thing is like, hello, uh, my name is Shelby. This is Oliver and Cammie. Yeah, and we're here to talk to someone if you're here. Uh, I don't want you to be afraid. We're not here to hurt you or judge you in any way. And if there are any spirits or anybody that wants to come and talk to us, we would love to talk to you. Is there anyone here? We spent some time asking questions and trying to get to know what spirit we were talking to, finding out that it was a 13-year-old young girl named Casey and that she liked writing. And afterward, we reviewed the words on the device. So we got anxious, pencil, guide, travel. This is an interesting one. Train. train. Yeah. I was like, ooh. So you're talking about it. Involved. Oops. I went right by the train. Drum. Movie, Casey, where, and feeling. See, this is interesting because, you know, we were saying, I wish you love and light and feeling. Mm-hmm. So those are the things to kind of look at. But yeah. so are there... Where's there, was there money in here? Pencil. <laughs> Pencils in there. There's a little art room. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, where, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, so that was an EVP session. You're going to have to play it back and see if you get anything wow. that we didn't hear. It was time to check out Fort Douglas, what I've been gunning for since the beginning. Very true. Very true. And I think after talking to Fiona, we should go to the Fort Douglas Cemetery because that's where there's lots of energy. We are on our official ghost hunting mission. It's just me and Cambria. Cambria, we're going to Fort Douglas Cemetery. Yeah. And the reason we're going to Fort Douglas Cemetery is because Fiona said this is where a lot of the energy hangs out, is yeah. located. There's a lot of activity there. There's a lot of activity there. 
So I think our mission is to contact Clem. Clem is my goal. Yeah. I would love to see someone from Clem. And our method is I have these copper rods called dowsing rods or energy rods. So let's we have these dowsing rods, which are like these rods made of copper, which are a way to communicate with spirits. An L-shaped where you hold the shorter one and they just kind of rotate. True. It was pretty cool. Nice. So off we go. Off we go with our dowsing rods, which were like, in history, meant to find like water underground. But of course, we're not using them to find water. We're using them to find spirits. People say if there's like water or oil in the ground, it's a different energy and your wa the rods can point you that way. But people have also used them as a way to communicate with spirits. As in saying, you'll, have, you'll hold the rods in front of you and be like, is there any spirits here? And if the rods cross, that's yes. Mm -hmm. And then if they uncross, it's no. Or stay uncrossed. Yeah. But So I think we start with, is there any spirits here? Yeah. So some basic questions, see, yeah. see where we can get from there. It, genuinely, I didn't think anything was going to happen with the dowsing rods, and I am very, very wrong. Yeah, this is the first time that we went without any, like, professionals telling us what to look for, what to listen for. Like, yeah. Shelby had her equipment and knew what to ask. And, the and EVPs. Going. Also, listeners, EVPs, um, electromagnetic voice phenomenon, if you hear anything weird in the background of this podcast, let us know. So... We started and we decided um, to just check out the cemetery and it mm -hmm. was very, it was barren. We're the only ones in there. Okay. All right, we've made it. We're on our way. Okay, we've got our dowsing rods. We are officially now crossing, the, cemetery. crossing the threshold. Took a little moment to, to, to look around, make sure that we were alone. Didn't see any, I didn't see any like floating Clem figures or no. any, any women in dresses that have also well, been seen. We went like in the afternoon. Yeah? yeah? Yeah. We didn't go at night. We, we went later, but it was, you know, cloudy day, a little more covered. It is a little bit more secluded. Mm -hmm. And it was really cool because we got to know a, a ghost named Jenny. Well, how should we start this? Should we, uh... I mean, I feel like we've got to take a moment, right? Yeah. To get the vibes correct? Yeah. Let's take a moment, like a respect. Yeah, a moment of respect to see if we can invite any spirits to hang out with us if they want to communicate. Okay. We're here to, you know, just kind of communicate, not, no bad vibes. No bad vibes. Just good vibes. We're here to just see who, if there's anyone who wants to talk to us. Yeah. Give us a sign. Okay, ready? We've got these dowsing rods, they'll just have you communicate with us. So okay. straight out perpendicular means that Whoa. means no. And if you cross them, that's gonna mean yes. So okay, we're gonna, yeah. do you mind if we ask you some questions? All right, so they stayed perpendicular. This is, an, all right, do you have a first question you'd like to say? Um, is there anybody here? Oh, they crossed. <laughs> Are you moving that? No. Okay, so they did cross, there is someone here. Um, and they just uncrossed. Okay. That happened very quick. That happened really. That was an instant response. Um, are you? That's are you who people like to call Clem? No, they're not who people like to call Clem. Do you go by a different name? Are you a man? It's like a no to me. 
There was also a lot of reports of people talking about like seeing just a lady in a dress. Oh yeah. Looking like a beautiful white dress. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was crazy how fast that it... was. That was an instant response. Wow. Wow, that's pretty wild. <laughs> All right. All right. Do you want me to hold the dising rods this time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. It's we'll, crazy. We'll do a switch. Okay. And then you can know that you're not doing anything. Okay. Once again, is there anybody here with us right now? Maybe they left. Wait, this is actually wild. I know. They do move fully on their own. Thank you so much for coming to see us. We appreciate that we didn't scare you off. Um, We asked earlier if you were a man and you said no. Does that mean that that you're a woman? That's another yes. (laughs) That's another hard yes. How is it moving so well? What the heck? I'm not doing anything. I know. That's so cool. Okay. Um, well, it's so nice to meet you. And then we kept asking questions. And there was a little wibbly wobbly, and they were like, okay, will you lead us to where you want us to go? Because that's clearly what it was trying to tell us. I think so, yeah. So, like, hey, will you point in the direction that you want us? And it was like straightforward. So we kept walking. And then suddenly they stopped. They like crossed again. They crossed again. And we we're like, okay, are you, is your grave around here? And we got a yes. And then we and said, then, is your grave right next to like, us? Like, literally, like, to the right of me, because there and was it, a grave exactly there. We were in between two. I was closer to the one on the right. And, and it, it said yes. Again. And so we looked at the name, and we had gotten earlier that it was a, we were talking to a woman and not a man. And yeah. I said, are you a man? It said no. Are you a woman? Yes. And so that's when we started looking around, and the grave said Jenny Laffham. Look how much it moves, and there's no wind cut that way. Um, if you're able, could you actually point the rods in the direction I was buried here? Straight ahead? You think we should follow it? Oh. No, wait. Oh. It seems like it's that way. All right. Should we follow it? So back to the yes and no. Would you like us to find that gravestone? That's cross to me. <laughs> Look how much to move. All right, we're gonna walk straight ahead. Um, should we it- walk straight ahead? <laughs> okay. okay. Okay, we're walking straight ahead. Are we going in the right direction still? Back to yes and no. We're still going the right direction? That's a cross, so we are going the right direction. <laughs> All right, we're gonna keep walking. Feel free to, oh. Okay. Oh, it's turning. Okay, it's turning. Are we at the grave right now? Is it the one, <laughs> is it the one directly to my right? Okay, we've made it to a grave. Jenny Lapham. So the name is Jenny Lapham. Are you Jenny? Is your name Jenny? That was a yes. That was very quick. That was a very quick yes. Hi, Jenny. Thank you for guiding us here. Afterwards, I, we went and looked it up on, like, I went, there's a uh, Fort Douglas where you can look up, like, the names on the graves and get some of the information of where they are. And there's also the website that I found was, like, a national... Like, uh, the... Like the government, yeah. Like, like, like yeah, like, yeah, like, the, the National uh, Veteran Deceased Records, and it told me. And so I looked it up, and I found her. Found her. So, uh, Jenny Laffham is her full name, and she was born September 9th, I believe, mm-hmm. in 1842. She lived 30 years, yeah. She was 30 so. years old. Yeah, so I, have it, I have it right here. So 1842 is when she was born. And then she died on November 29th in 1872. 
So 30 years, very young. So what do you think, L? And after we went and had this experience with the Dowsing the website Prince. also tells you relatives, and it only has a husband, Robert P. Warren, and no children. Yeah. So isn't that crazy? It's true. That's so weird. Which we asked enough questions that ended up being true that we were like, wow. So it, even if it was like a a chance or or just because the energies are crazy and they're just turning. It well, I mean, I'm unsettled. I feel like the things that you've sent me to look at, <laughs> I don't know, because, like, I'm a pretty pretty staunch skeptic when it comes to, like, silly paranormal things as big of an X-Files geek as I am. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to lie, specifically the EVPs really got me. I was like, ew, I really just don't like that. I don't know how I feel. Would you say that you are more convinced now? Mm. Or just more like, okay. I'd have to... I mean, I think I'm more uh, at the end of it being like, uh, okay, maybe, but I feel like I'd have to like, cause I haven't like looked into any EVP stuff like further or like mm -hmm. what are other reasons yes. that an EVP could occur. I haven't looked into that cause I'm sure there's something out there because like, you know, the human brain is like, just like pattern recognition. So mm -hmm. like, you know, your brain is like looking for speech. Yes, yeah, so any sort of weird like, sound that you find, it will try to put together. Yeah, and, and especially, like, there was titles on all of the EVPs. They were titled with what words were allegedly said. Yes. Yeah. So I think if I had, like, gone in blind for at least some of them, I would not have been able to, like, recognize what was being said. I had to, like, sit there and play it a couple of times, be like, oh, yeah, maybe this sounds like he's saying under the bridge. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but... Also, uh, speaking of you, try like not knowing about you because I did some research on, like I decided to try to see if I could debunk the dowsing rods. Yeah. Because both Ollie and I, we held oh. them, and the idea is that they just move on their own, and they really do. It's honestly kind of really cool and impressive because if you're just yeah. holding them still, you get them calibrated or whatever is what the paranormal investigators like to say. It's like you just hold them, get them ready, and then they start moving of their own will like we talk about it in our audio is like there was no wind or nothing to right. be moving it which i thought was kind of cool but a lot of scientists say that it might just be the ideometer phenomenon which is to say that you are subconsciously making movements and stuff yeah you yeah. know which is has a lot to do with like ouija boards where people people yeah. are like oh it's moving but you're all the way that you like, do it is well, everyone's hand is on there so everyone's kind of because you seem pretty convinced like, i seem pretty convinced i'm i i'm <laughs> like both of you seem like very convinced well you had to be there honestly yeah. Because that, I, again, I would still say I'm solidly in the skeptic place because, again, never seen a ghost. I'm a very visual learner. Yeah, And but, so the dowsing rods did help because I was watching something happen. But if it's all about energy. But if it's all about energy. Allegedly, if it's all about energy. But, yeah, yeah. Is seeing believing in that case? Well, humans are very fickle creatures, and it's very, very easy to convince people to have memories that aren't there. Ollie, how are you feeling about, about ghosts? Are you fully convinced? You're like, yeah, there's a ghost in this room right now. No, I'm not fully convinced. Um, still skeptical, but I think it's very interesting that... I just think the, are you a woman? Yes. Wow, we're le And, like, you look around that cemetery, and there's not many graves for women. Yeah. Right. And we like, found, the like, the one of the like, few... Not one, not two, but three questions that were, we were able to fact-check. Yeah, were and then fact-checking about this person, like, going back, that was kind of crazy. That, that was, was cool. That's kind of weird. The way that we were able yeah. to find her. We should have asked how old she was. We didn't. Oh, it's hard when it's yes or no. That's that hard to do with the yes, yes or no. no. It's, like, it's like, are you a kid? Are you an adult? Yeah, and it was hard to come up with questions when it's yes or no. I hadn't thought to ask for age. No. Well, of course not. So I'm slightly... the vibes of it, she didn't... I didn't... She was giving very friendly vibes. Because it was friendly vibes, and it didn't feel like juvenile. 
Like it felt yeah. like I was just talking to a whole just a grown woman. And, that, and, and honestly, that's what she that's was. probably why and that's what she was, and so I feel like were it to where I should like wager the yeah. this spooky energy guess of be like, oh well that's why he didn't ask because it didn't come up. Or that's what I would assume many people would say. Would that's you guys like go ghost hunting again? Would you like do yeah. that for again? Sure. For sure. I think it's a good time. <laughs> I think it's like because again, if if you're doing it for the levels or the gags or to have a specifically oh, bad experience. Yeah. I'm like, eh. But if you're just having a good old time, then hey, I think that's great. I think we learned a lot, yeah. Yeah. And we learned, you learn a lot of history along with going out and trying to find, like, go paranormal. That's true. Hunting. you have to know the history to know. How people go up and find ghosts. And I think the big takeaway for me, too, is that, like, ghosts are still just regular people. Like, there's not much bad energy out there. Yeah. Or, like, evil or like intent for yeah, evil you know like, what, like you'll see when the, like the paranormal investigator shows mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah evil they love there to be an but evil it, spirit but honestly but like when you people talk, are still just people yeah so even even when they're dead no way <laughs> yeah no way. do you like understand why someone would like dedicate a good chunk of their time to like proving that ghosts exist do you like yeah. understand for that sure after your, your track. Especially with Definitely. most people we talk to, a lot of them have like childhood memories of like, that lead them into the path of like, hey, what was going on and why can't, like I would love to be able to explain that. And some of them still can't, but they kind of get into the category, which I think is interesting. Yeah, Shelby's grandma's house was very haunted. Huh. The truth is out there, I guess. Yeah. Whatever. Um, but yeah. Is that so you the say fifth episode of Ken we're, not, yeah, we're, not, we're not staunch believers, but I would say for anyone out there, if you're, you're, if you're interested, Go find out for yourself. Go learn some history. What Go talk Shelby's to some people. What podcast that she has? She has a podcast. She does have a podcast. Let me look up the title. Yeah, let's plug Shelby's let's podcast. Plug Shelby's podcast. Afterwards, paranormal oh. podcasts with Shelby because she talks about not only ghost experiences, but she also goes over like ghost stories and like ghost literature and talks about that. Interesting. Which okay. is yeah, which is really really cool. And she also does puppets of the city. So if you guys are, if any of our listeners are aspiring puppeteers, go check that out. If you're if you're thinking about. One, like ghosts and want to find out more go find out for yourself go get some get some vibes get some tools or go go on grim ghost tours go talk to some historians and see what you can find big time it's definitely a very uh, individual experience for everyone yeah if you want to be like ghosts don't exist I want to live my life and then great eat nachos and do whatever no people do to go along yeah. with people who want to find it yeah but if you're if you want to go have a paranormal paranormal experience of your own, find me in Cambria because we're pretty much experts now yeah, we're super and good. communicate um, with yeah, so come find us. spirits with our dowsing rods. And if you hear any EVPs in this audio because there's ghosts being mad that we about that us we're talking about them, then let us know. Or if Jenny shows up, if Jenny, I haven't, I have invited Jenny to my house, which I've heard is actually bad to do. But you did it. Anyway. But I did it anyway because she seemed cool. <laughs> I, I said that I, she seems cool. So if anyone's like, oh, you shouldn't have done that, let me know. Because it's too late. Yeah. Um, and that's been another episode of Can of Worms. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.